Good afternoon and welcome to another HRO Today educational podcast. I'm Elliot Clark, the CEO of HRO Today. We publish HRO Today Magazine, HRO Today EMEA, and HRO Today APAC, and we're the hosts of the HRO Today forums held around the world. Today, we're going to talk about genuine and authentic relationships at work. It is really important for managers and associates and coworkers to forge the right kind of relationships. We all know that the quality of relationships have a direct impact on productivity, enjoyment at work, engagement, and retention. I'm thrilled we have a great thought leader joining us today to talk about that. Teresa Harkins-Schultz is the Vice President of Client Success and Engagement Solutions at Inspirus. Inspirus is a division of the multinational service conglomerate Sodexo that does everything from clean uh, some of the world's largest buildings to feed the Marine Corps. Sodexo's got tons of different services and operations. Inspirus is their rewards and recognition division and one of the most highly rated rewards and recognition providers on the HRO Today Baker's Dozen. Teresa, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Elliot. Can you tell us a little more about Inspirus? Give us sort of a quick overview of the company. Sure. You touched a little bit on the Sodexo Group and Inspire Us and what we do in the rewards and recognition space, but I want to tie all that back together to what Sodexo believes in in delivering the quality of life in the work environment. So we look at holistically elevating the employee experience at Inspire Us and optimizing organizational culture through a holistic approach to employee engagement, looking to touch employees throughout their entire journey with a company. We strive to create cultures where employees feel included, recognized, and connected to those they work with and for the company they work for. Ultimately, we do this all around the globe, all different hours of the day through digital technology that connects employees and leaders to one another. That's awesome. And let's talk about those connections. So from what I understand, Inspirus uses the rewards and recognition programs it provides to help foster, and I'm using air quotes, even though you can't see that on the radio (laughs) listeners, genuine connections, as you call it, between the managers, the associates, and coworkers. How do you define a genuine connection and how do you use rewards and recognition policy to create these genuine connections in the workforce? Sure, it's a great question. I believe that genuine connections really come from a mindset of having an openness towards others. It means accepting people for who they are and demonstrating an interest in them. I think the biggest difference between just connections and genuine connections is that genuine connections are created from a relationship where our mindset is looking at what we can give to another person rather than what we can receive. Each day we all have a choice in how we're going to interact with each other. I can make small talk or pleasantries, or I can choose to foster a genuine connection with someone else where I demonstrate an interest in them, how I might learn or grow from them, and ultimately care about their well-being. In your question, too, you used the word policy around rewards and recognition. And while there is a compliance element to many HR programs around rewards and recognition, it also can feel like an obligation 
And I think that some people take that must-do approach to recognition, but oftentimes their efforts are short-sighted because the delivery feels disingenuine. And that's really where the connection with another individual or a genuine connection can make a difference with recognition. It really helps when the person actually can express who they are, share experiences with someone else, and observe and acknowledge the effort that an individual has taken in order to positively impact the way that they work on a daily basis. When I have a genuine connection with someone, I'm actually able to deliver recognition in a way that's meaningful to them. I know whether they like to be recognized publicly or privately. I think the policy part of this for companies comes into giving managers or leaders within the organization the flexibility to deliver recognition in a way that's most meaningful to the people that are receiving it. When the rewards comes into play, rewards is really an opportunity to make an impact. And those have IRS and sometimes other, you know, company regulations or government regulations tied to it. But those rewards are most meaningful when it's something that I will value. And that's always determined by the person who's receiving it. So when I go to give someone a gift, I usually put thought into that. I don't just grab something off of the shelf and hand it over. The same thing rings true when someone's being rewarded for something within the workplace. Rewards that are most meaningful are those that are connected to either the individual or connected directly back to the deed in which the employee gives to give them a lasting memory of the fact that their contributions were acknowledged and rewarded by the organization. I think recognition is really a choice. It's one where each of us are empowered to choose how we impact the life of each other and how we connect to grow deeper, more meaningful relationships with others. And just because we're coworkers, we have a shared sense of purpose that we're driving for a better outcome for the company we work for. So, and this, you know, by the way, for our HR listeners, reinforces, you know, a lot of the social research that's being done shows that social recognition, or rather workforce research, shows that social recognition actually has more of an impact on relationship building and retention than financial rewards, though there's a place for financial rewards that social recognition is very critical. So since genuine connections are thinking about what you're going to give versus receive, I've decided I'm going to give you another question and follow up. So <laughs> the question that I'm going to ask you is when we're talking about being genuine, you know, you sort of touched on the, a little bit of this, this concept of authenticity, and particularly as it applies to leadership. So when you're helping design programs for your clients, for the Inspire's clients, you know, how do you help managers and executives develop that reputation for authenticity and the loyalty that goes along with it? And are there some examples you can give us about how you can help use the genuine connections and use the program aspects to really help a manager get a reputation for being authentic when they yeah. give a recognition statement, et cetera? Absolutely. I really like the notion of authentic leadership because it really gives us the ability to lead others in a way that allows us to be true to ourselves, gives us an opportunity to practice what we preach, and um, also aligns with the company's values and the cultures. When we lead in this way, others are able to see that and develop a strong reputation for being open and honest and develop a sense of trust and loyalty among their employees. When we go out and work with companies and talk talk to their leadership team. We encourage those leaders to look for behaviors and reinforce the things that matter most to that company. And when they're doing that, part of that also takes an element from the leader's perspective 
to coach, to guide, to share stories, and help influence how those employees or how people behave in the workplace. And that openness and that transparency of struggles they might have in life in general or within the workplace, you know, in an appropriate manner, gives them a humanistic feel that allows them to share themselves as well as share that sense of purpose towards a greater goal. When our relationships with the coworkers don't exist, the, the environment can sometimes be full of misunderstandings or wrong perceptions. I know an example there would be, I've run into this myself in my own career because I tend to be a very highly analytical, observation-driven, self-taught learner. I do a lot of research. I like to to observe what's happening in the situation before I kind of am willing to put my stake in the ground and determine an approach or, or solve the problem. And this sometimes in some environments can be viewed as being disengaged because I might not be a person who jumps right in and, and goes to solve the problem. For me, and if a person knows this about me, giving me information ahead of a meeting or ahead of a discussion or allowing for that processing time really gives me an opportunity to participate participate and contribute in a way to the content of the meeting that can be meaningful as opposed to walking away with a perception that I'm misengaged. So using that kind of an example, a leader knowing that about a person just by acknowledging that work style, having the openness to understand how their employee works, gives them, makes them very authentic in their intentions of helping that person to be able to deliver and be more productive in the work environment. I also see Mia Menz, who's a Sodexo and an Inspire Us executive, who leads us in a very authentic way. She is very transparent with the struggles of being a mother, having a family, the multiple obligations of being a female executive, as well as when she's looking to lead us and we're transforming our culture or a process or a system. Another good example in this is uh, Bonnie Daniels. She's CHRO at my tech industries. And Bonnie is an extremely authentic leader and she demonstrates a great deal of openness and collaboration. Those are two of her main drivers in the workplace. And I witnessed her throughout her rewards and recognition program development. Keep those two concepts at the forefront. Um, she was instrumental in pulling together cross-functional collaborative groups in order to find out how they viewed rewards and recognition, what kind of rewards were going to be meaningful, what tools did they need as leaders, what were going to be the challenges that they faced. And from that approach that she had as a leader in the organization, she was able to break each of those elements down, keep that information at the forefront, and then go on to design her program. So having that authentic approach for her personally allowed for others in her organization to bring forward the challenges, the opportunities, and then gave her the ability to create almost a loyal following of champions for rewards and recognition mm -hmm. in her organization at the same time. And as you know, I, I know Bonnie, and we just recently honored her in our CHR of the Year program with a Leader of Distinction Award. And I agree with you. And when you described yourself, Teresa, as someone who is analytical, more likely to observe and sort of draw conclusions before engaging, you literally said, I'm an HR person. That's like the prototypical description of how HR approaches things. So let's talk to the HR audience for a moment. So company has a workforce and they foster genuine connections and they have developed authentic leadership as Bonnie has done at MyTech. How does then this allow HR 
to create, and now here's the holy grail part, a personalized employee experience. And how do, can you do that to, to lead to that higher engagement, productivity, and longer retention? And as I said, you've touched on a little bit of that, but let's sort of put it into the context for HR people. If you can do this, here's the things that then you need to make it productive and engaging. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've, as an HR professional, and Elliot, you hit it spot on. I've been in HR for 20 plus years and have had the pleasure of spending most of that time positively impacting through reward and recognition programs the lives of employees that are part of the companies that I work with. And, you know, as HR professionals, we always have been told the key is the middle management. Managers are the key to any program that we launch, whether it is a new compensation grading system or a new benefit package. If we don't have the buy-in, the understanding, and the support of the organization, and particularly the middle of the organization to where we have a large touch point, the program is oftentimes not successful. And I think you mentioned the holy grail there of the personalized employee experience. And so for these leaders that really engage in an authentic way to develop genuine connections with the people that they work with and the employees that are on their team, it really gives them a chance to deliver a more personalized employee experience. And when we talk about a personalized employee experience, it's all those moments when we think about from the time we thought about going to an organization to the time whether we exit and take another job, we leave that organization and we go on to retire. But as people and as HR professionals, there are so many of those moments that we need to find ways and make sure that our leadership teams are empowered to recognize those moments, to celebrate those moments, to appreciate the employees throughout that time span. And doing it in a personal way means that I, as a leader, need to be empowered that I know how to deliver this and that I have gotten to know my employees and that I can, can do it in a way that's going to be meaningful to them. There's a lot of restrictions that can be put on rewards or on recognition. And as HR people, I think our opportunity is to kind of open those gates and let people be who they want to be and allow them to recognize others on a more personal level. In the early days of rewards and recognition where we weren't quite sure and we were a little not not comfortable with the fact of, you know, evaluating criteria and really differentiating that Elliot performed better than Teresa in a particular initiative, we would take the easy way out and we would throw everybody that was recognized name in the hat and then we'd randomly draw out who was going to win the rewards that were associated with that. And I always remember I was with an airline at the time and a baggage handler, his name was drawn and he won a cruise and it was a five night cruise. He could pick to go anywhere and he called and he said, you know, I'm very humbled that I was chosen for this and this is a wonderful award, but my wife gets seasick. We can't accept this cruise. And it really provided a great opportunity to just reinforce that personalized experience because doing it randomly, not knowing this person, picking them out of a hat could have led to a very negative experience if you wouldn't have had the courage to call and say, this isn't going to work for me. And so, of course, we got him a land package and him and his wife, you know, traveled somewhere here in the United States and had 
had a great time, but it really was a great example of where personalization and knowing the person that you're, you're recognizing gives you that opportunity. So with rewards and recognition, I always encourage leaders to get to know their people. Just like when we were in grade school and you might fill out you know, a card asking them what their favorite color is, what, what foods do they like, what do they like to do in their off time, what are their goals. We can create throughout the life of an employee, not just through rewards and recognition, but also those opportunities or learning opportunities. Because if we know that things are important to an individual, then we can find ways that make them connected to the sense of purpose that they have as an individual, as well as appreciated for their efforts. And I think there's a real opportunity as HR individuals to help foster more authentic, transparent relationships, encourage that openness to being inclusive in the workplace in order to connect individuals so that they can drive towards what you had mentioned earlier, Elliot, the higher engagement and more productivity in the workplace. Oh, that's great. I think this is something that all companies should consider as part of a really important aspect of culture. It's one thing to have rewards and recognition because you check the box and you have it. It's another thing to really engineer it to impact culture, to define leadership, to define the way people interact with each other. And it's clear that Inspirus is doing that. So I want to thank Teresa Harkin-Schultz, the VP of Client Success and Engagement Solutions for Sodexo Inspirus. And your website is inspirus.com. If people want to take a look at the way your programs have benefited so many of the clients, I want to thank you, Teresa, for taking part in the podcast. And I want to thank everyone for listening to another HRO Today educational broadcast. And we'll look forward to having you join us for our next segment of this program. Thank you and good day.